listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Blooming Inspired Podcast, equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. Good morning. This is Michelle Bentham, host of the Blooming Inspired Podcast, and I am coming to you today with our very last segment of our interview with Liddell Dudley. Liddell is from Loveland, Colorado. She has a tremendous testimony of living a life where she was subjected to a lot of trauma and a lot of dysfunction in her home as a child. But she grew up and grew out of that. And though she left high school early, got her GED, and she um, knew at the age of 13 that God had a calling on her life. And through her lifetime, she pursued that calling. And uh, through some things that transpired in her life, came to what she would say was a, a brick wall in her life where she hit her own brick wall. And her life came to pieces but then God picked her up and took her to Colorado and introduced her to a couple who would love her and and nurse her broken heart back to health with God and he would bring her a kinsman redeemer and so we are coming to the conclusion of our time together but she has such a tremendous story to tell so I want to get right back into it. And he's brought your daughters back to you. Would you, would you share as we close out today a little bit about, about your reflection on those things that that he's brought you into during your time in Colorado? Besides just the personal journey of healing, the way he has brought you into relationships with other people that you would say and what you would say about that. Well, in regard to my daughters, um, Stacy and Kathleen. I could not have been given a sweeter gift and a more beautiful gift than my daughters. Mm-hmm. I truthfully say they have been there from day one. Uh, we grew up together, more or less. We literally did. And even today, I consider them two of my very closest friends. Uh, confidant, uh, we laugh, we cry, we celebrate. Um, we, we've been angry with each other. But overall, God gave them such amazing, forgiving hearts. Even though they had been so hurt and drug through so much, they've been amazing because once we came face to face, um, pretty close to uh, three years after I arrived in Colorado, we came face to face. And at that point, I had met a very godly man and, and knew that, do I dare take a chance? Mm. But God reassured me that this gentleman loved him as much as I, I love the Lord and that we would build a life together. And my daughters, um, I knew I wanted their approval. And you understand, I'd blown it a lot, but I, it was important to me. I want their approval. And so, make a long story short, I flew them out here. They met, they met uh, the love of my life, uh, Wayne, and 
not only did they approve, but I saw the workings of restoration start and mm-hmm. God hold true to his promise in his word. And so now, 22 years later, God has brought us completely full circle. And even today, when we come in those little thoughts in our relationship, we are truthful. We are brutally truthful with each other, the three of us. And we air our differences. We don't, we don't harbor them. We don't hold them in. We're truthful with each other. And I thank God I don't get by with anything, not that I want to, because God keeps me humble. And I praise him for that because I don't, I know what pride gets you. And I know what stubborn uh, pride gets you to think that, oh, you know, I, I can do this. I've got this, God. I'll call you later. Or what It gets you nowhere. But my daughters have been so gracious to me. And today they're, they're thriving. They have beautiful families of their own. Uh, I've just seen God rebuild my life. And then even now today, God has brought loving, caring, very beautiful, strong women of strength of God in my path and in my life that have been there, especially in the few years of watching me grow, watching me fall, uh, skim my nose, pick me up and say, no, it's okay. God didn't expect you to be perfect. But I thank God for mentors because mentors, they're not there to coddle you. They're not there to make you all the time feel warm and fuzzy. They're there in your life to speak truth. And I've had a few mentors in my life, especially in the last three years. And again, I go back and refer to uh, this very godly woman that's taken me in a journey of Sozo. Uh, she had to be willing to speak truth to me, all the truth, based in God's word and based on what true is true, and help me in my journey of healing. And it, there were times it wasn't fun. But today, because, because I took God's hand, he has healed me in so many ways to so many levels that when I stand at the end of an altar, in my local church or I go and I serve and volunteer in other ministries locally and someone comes to me and I see in their eyes the pain and they and I feel that God's brought them in my path to say Liddell I trust you with him you know what this feels like and I want you to put your arms around them. If they're okay with that space, I want you to put your arms around them. I want you to listen, and I want you to hear what others aren't willing to listen or hear to. And I want you to pray my promises back into their life. I want you to expose the core lies that the enemy has tried to shove down their throat and, and buy it off as truth because it's not. So could you value that person today? Could you show that person the same grace that I've given you all these years? Mm -hmm. What would my answer be? But absolutely, God, for the rest of my day, 
If God brings someone in my path, I don't care if they're 5 or 25 or 45 or 95. I feel I have a debt to God for the rest of my life to say, Lord, you've done so much. You've shown me what real love looks like. And for the rest of my days, God, I want to be not only a reflection of your life, but a full circle experience of of what it means when someone goes to an altar and they are looking for answers. They've prayed prayers for years sometimes that have no answer but nothing, like a, a blank. And now you have that opportunity to stand in front of them and say, listen. Just because God has been silent does not mean he's not listening. That's right. But his word tells me that his truth is yes and amen. And what he's done for me, he'll do it for you. And when he does something for me, for you, from this point moving forward, you go and you tell what God just did in this moment, and he'll do it again for someone else again and again. That's so good. So good. You know, you, you, the final scripture you sent me was Colossians 1, 9 through 14, and I hear it resonating in the, the end of your testimony. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins. That's your living testimony. Like these, these scriptures you've sent me are pieces of the puzzle that tell the story of your life. And I think it's just a beautiful thing um, to see you, you love the word, you love the presence of God and you love serving him. And that is such a beautiful picture of the redemptive power of God to take someone who was so broken that they would end up being brought into a cult environment and change their life so significantly that all you can do is cry out and praise him and serve him because he is worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank and, you. You know, and today I've been given the most beautiful uh, opportunity and uh, the highest privilege. It's what I call in, in my heart, in the depth of my heart. I feel it's a privilege because God, has redeemed my life so much now that I'm in, not only am I planted in Colorado and call it home, but God has planted me into a local church. And I'm surrounded by people that are not perfect, but they all serve a perfect God. That's right. And the one common factor that we have, a common thread in, in the entire body of where I serve, is the only celebrity is Jesus. And what we're all wanting is just Jesus. Can it be any simpler than that? And why do we have to, as the body of Christ, try to complicate it with all the philosophy and 
and don't get me wrong, I, I'm a firm believer in education. I was deprived of an education early on, something I absolutely respect, have the highest regard. But overall, from cover to cover, most profound book I've ever read, and the, and the book that still rings true in my life today has saved my sanity, literally saved my sanity, hmm. is the Word of God. And people who've been brought in my life that not only know the Word of God, but I'm watching them be living epistles themselves. That's all I want is simply to be a living epistle. Again, am I perfect? No. But but when I do blow it, when I make a mistake, and that's every day, every single day I can blow it. I, God knows I'm capable of it. He looks from heaven, I'm sure, and says, well, Adele, uh, you could have, you know, you, you could have held back a little bit. You could have been a little more patient. Um, don't don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on the others around you. It's an ongoing living experience, Absolutely. a walk with God. But my relationship is as real as anything tangible physically you can put in front of you. That's right. And and when I come into my local church, I look around at the faces that now I consider family. And I know there are a, there are a hand-picked um, group, even among pastors there and leaders, that um, not only have befriended me, but I'm a listening ear in their life at times. And, and there's a, there is a, an equal trust. And that takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Trust is a process. So what I hear it's you saying, time. yeah, so what I hear you saying is that you're actually walking in that calling that maybe you sensed back at 13, but you didn't know fully what it would look like. And today you're realizing some of the fullness of that, that calling and being empowered by people around you and your church community to walk out that calling is a beautiful yeah. thing. And yeah, that, that they trust you is a, is huge. Um, that oh, there's really? trust for you between them, but they also trust Liddell and what and her voice and what she brings to the table. And so, which because that's Christ in you. What you bring to the table is fully Christ in you. It's not it's not something you have to drum up, manufacture, or as you said, be a celebrity mm-hmm. in this this world. It's yeah. not even that you you know how to study and get your doctrines all straight. It's that you walk continually in the presence of God, listen for his voice and his heartbeat, and you follow him through it. And and that makes that that makes you a person who bears the image of God. And it's a beautiful yeah. thing. It's a beautiful and thing. See, God has brought me into uh, another in-depth of healing to the measure that now uh, something I could never express before. Now I express my love for God through art, uh, through singing, uh, through new songs. Uh, on on a, I'm I'm not a professional speaker. I've only spoken publicly three times, but over a span of thirty years, God has lifted me to my feet at different times with pastor's permission. And I've given words corporately to the body of Christ, even though I was shaking my shoes. 
but I was obedient to what God gave me to say. And even though he didn't say, okay, you know, here, here is a layout of everything I want you to say to this body of people, it was never like that. It was, you stand your feet and you wait for the pastor's permission, however that happens. And if that permission is given, because you need to honor and respect the pastors and the leaders and the ones that God's placed in authority and in the body of Christ at all times. So I've never been disruptive in that. And, and so God's given me the grace to be used as a voice in the body of Christ when I least expect it. Usually, to be frank with you, I'll go in a, a group, uh, even in my local church, and be listening and getting so much from everyone in the room and just taking it all in. And Holy Spirit will begin to speak to my heart and then give me the biggest surprise of all and say, okay, I want you to open your mouth and I'm going to fill your mouth with what I want you to say. And so no one's more surprised in the room or the setting than I am because it's always a surprise. And it feels like the first time every time. And that's been a span now 30 years that's, that's happened. That's so beautiful. Um, now, I think we can close on this. So mm-hmm. what I've, what I've heard you say is this this process of coming to this place in your life involved coming to the end of yourself and in that place, crying out to God and then being obedient to follow Mm -hmm. him through the process of healing by allowing him to not only uh, put bandage up and bind up your heart, but to examine Mm -hmm. your heart and what was there and what were you holding on to? And then surrendering those things that you were holding on to so that he could exchange them for who he is and who he says you are. And then as you come out of, well, you're continually discovering that. I don't think it's something that's a one and done, right? We're continually in a process of overcoming and being sanctified. But then as you have come out of surrender, you come to a place of submission. And it's in submission and obedience that the Lord elevates you and, and pushes you out in the places that he's called you to and highlights you in those, in those arenas and, and spheres of influence that he's given for you to speak into. And so you don't have to push your way in. You don't have to vie for it. You don't have to promote. You just have to be, and that's a beautiful thing. Thank you. I, I'm amazed at at the pastors and the leaders that God has given me the privilege to serve alongside and serve with uh, through prayer in these years coming to Colorado. Um, He has called me to stand with pastors and leaders in prayer um, to cover them and their families continually. And even though a lot and for absolutely more than two thirds of the time, it's something that uh, a ministry that I carry on in the privacy of my own life and home. Yeah. I I want to just highlight what you just said there. Mm -hmm. Because you said, you said about a third of what 
you're doing happens publicly. Everything else happens in a private setting with God. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Yes. More than two thirds is private yeah. uh, because a lot, a lot of people I pray for, they're not even aware that I am there standing with them. And the ones that I have disclosed that I'm standing with them, the confirmation has been so strong that I don't have to, um, I don't have to announce to them, hey, I'm covering you. They, they felt it and they know it and in ways they've experienced it. But the ministry that, that God has called me to is more private than I ever imagined. The heart of it. Um, I don't wait to worship when I arrive at church and I'm all uh, pretty and I've got my makeup on, my hair's doing great that day or nicely anyway. No, I I live to worship God. My my life, just being alive uh, again, being sane, not not being uh, just so in that pit that I that I was in for so long, mentally and emotionally and psychologically even. And even today, there are times that the enemy tries to stir things up and and take me back. Uh, in flashbacks of events that have happened. But that's when I cling to the Word of God. Absolutely. That's when I cling to the presence of the Lord and worship fills my house or my car or wherever I am. And that calls me back. It centers me, if you will, uh, to to remember again that God is ever present with me. And these that God's raised up in my life that I call now, you know, good friends. They they know me, and and they I've given them permission to hold me accountable. I want them to, yeah, because it keeps me grounded. Yeah, it, it, it keeps me humble. Humble humility is a big key to what you're talking about. So, would you close us out today and by praying for my listeners, just whatever the Lord lays on your heart to pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you so much for this time. God, it has been quite the journey. And and Father, I just I reach out right now to the young, to the older, to, to whatever age group you're in, if you're listening. Father, I just pray right now that your hand reaches to them, Lord God, wherever they are. To let them know, Lord, that if you will do this for me, Father God, how much more will you do for them? It's all in asking you, God, just your word is so clear that when you knock, you're there on the other side of that door and you're listening. And anyone that knocks, you open that door to them. You won't deny anyone. So, Father, I thank you for today. I thank you, God, that you have kept to your word. You've been rebuilding me. One moment at a time, one day at a time, one year at a time, and one brick at a time. And where I stand today, Father, is standing from a grateful heart. To those that help me in 
um, in the journey, God, that have traveled with me in a, in a time of, of healing and counsel, God. I thank you from the depth of my heart, Lord, and I ask you, Father, that you touch the coldest heart today, a heart that has lost feeling, a heart that's lost hope. I'm asking you to tell them, God, give, give you a chance because they won't regret it. God, I pray that your hand will be on every listener today. Bless the Lord in your journey with you. In Jesus' name, amen. That's all the time that we have for today. I'm so grateful for Liddell who sh bravely shared her testimony on this podcast and uh, just want to thank her for that and honor her story by closing out the show right here. Um, this is Blooming Inspired Network podcast and we are passionate about equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. And sometimes that blooming alive looks like working through and persevering through struggle and trauma and heartache in your life. But we are definitely all about embracing identity, discovering passion, inspiring you um, to be equipped for your purpose and empowered to walk in your calling. And so with that said, I want to tell you, if you want to learn more about Blooming Inspired Network, just visit bloominginspirednetwork.com or you can find us at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash bloominginspired. And as I always do, I want to remind you that blooming where you're planted is the first step to living our wildest dreams. So live your lives blooming alive. You have been listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast on the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. This show airs weekly on Tuesdays. If you would like more information about this show or its podcast, please visit bloominginspirednetwork.com and click the podcast link at the top of the page.